From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome to uh, the Tuesday edition of In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. Yes, I am Jerry Brooks, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, as well as your host, and I do a few other things as well. Now, today, folks, this particular episode is going to come with a salty warning because I am so ticked off about certain uh, issues that I may end up getting a little salty with the language a little bit. So I'm going to let folks know before people just kind of get their knickers in a twist and say, well, that's not how you, this is not how, that's not very Christian in you, that's not very loving. I said, folks, if you're looking for perfection, please do not look here. You will be horrendously disappointed on a regular basis because <clears throat> this whole mess in not just the Ukraine and Biden looking once again on the international stage trying to look like a tough guy, which he's not. Uh, the whole issue as of yesterday, the blockbuster news that James O'Keefe has been booted out as CEO of Project Veritas by its very board of directors. And believe me, that issue hasn't even begun to uh, really get started. <clears throat> Excuse me. And of course, the biggie then, apparently, uh, East Palestine, Ohio, because tomorrow the boss shows up. And ever since President Trump made that announcement last Friday that he's going to be going to East Palestine, Ohio, uh, tomorrow, all of a sudden, hmm, the really uh, sneaky, wormy politicians have now come back to the scene of the crime to try to cover their ass. Because this is all that they're doing. Michael Regan, the EPA administrator, postponed his trip to Africa uh, with Idris Elba and other celebrities uh, to get into their climate change Gaia worship. But now he came back and he was in East Palestine today, along with the equally slimy governor of Ohio, Mike DeWine, yes, a Republican, but still, uh, yeah, he, he, he showed up there too, doing a press event, and here, and also, I believe, Josh Shapiro, the governor of Pennsylvania, uh, he had to throw himself into the mix to somehow put forth to his citizens in the Commonwealth that, oh, <clears throat> we're doing all this stuff and we're going to be holding Norfolk Southern responsible, blah, 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 blah. It's all crap. It's kabuki theater. They want to put forth the notion that, oh, we're here now. We're going to help. We're going <clears throat> If you really wanted to do that, you slimy SOBs, you wouldn't show up 
one day before President Trump did, and they'd have made you all look even more foolish than you already are. Oh, mercy. And the people of East Palestine, in many respects, reminds me of the community that I live here in, here in uh, North Florida, North Central Florida. <clears throat> uh, the town I live in, Live Oak, has many of the same things that uh, East Palestine has. Uh, they have, it's a, it's a small community, few thousand people. Uh, they have schools, it's a very patriotic community, uh, very honoring of veterans and first responders. And, I, and they have a train, they have a train track that goes right through the town. Now, I'm thinking, if something like that had happened here in Live Oak, Florida, this would not nearly have gone the way it went in Ohio. Because number one, Governor DeSantis wouldn't be just kind of, you know, no, he would be there with the emergency with Florida's emergency management team they would be working with the EPA and yeah their governor DeSantis would be very much involved with this whole mess should something like that happen now the fact that in East Palestine I mean it is it is a blame game it's a freaking blame game I mean I'll give you a perfect example of this. Now, a great new uh, sort of online uh, newspaper, the Ohio Star, apparently this is part of the Star News Network, and Michael Patrick Leahy, who is the CEO, if you're a fan of Steve Bannon's War Room, you'll see him a lot, especially these days. Uh, about this whole mess. So yes, so, and so you've got this great newspaper, digital newspaper, the Ohio Star, dealing, and this is specifically for the state of Ohio. And I think it's fantastic th that they're doing this for uh, states uh, all over the country. So not just Ohio, they've got one in Tennessee and, and they're looking to add more. But I'll tell you this, <clears throat> yesterday that I played an interview with uh, Alan Shaw, the CEO of Norfolk Southern. Now, this dude is a mess. I told you he was a mess. And I will simply go over, just briefly, there are five questions that Mr. Shaw needs to answer but refuses to about the whole situation. First off, uh, and I did mention this yesterday, but I want to go a little bit more in order. Now, the first question, Mr. Shaw stated that he was personally in the room when the decision was made to execute a controlled burn of vinyl chloride. In what city and building was that room located? He won't answer. He totally won't answer that. Number two, 
who else was physically in that room and who else was connected by phone to that room when that decision was made. Again, silence. I mean, the silence is deafening. Now, the third question is really dang interesting because it has to do with the EPA. Was the on-site EPA coordinator in that room or on the phone when that decision was made? And did that on-site EPA coordinator make the decision or did someone else make the decision? That is the key question that we cannot seem to get the answer on. That is just absolutely annoying. Now, the Ohio Star asked also, can you provide us with signed documentation from the on-site EPA coordinator which authorized Norfolk Southern to, ex to execute the controlled burn on February 6th? Here we are, February 21st. I'm like, what the heck? Two weeks into this thing, and they have just been piddling around and piddling around. Now, interesting. Now, the fifth question has to deal with Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania end of this mess. Governor Josh Shapiro of Pennsylvania stated that subsequent to the derailment on February 3rd, that employees and executives of Norfolk Southern separated themselves from the, from the United Command location where state and local agencies were gathered and failed to initially share with those state and local agencies Norfolk Southern's plans to execute a controlled burn on February 6th. Is Governor Shapiro's statement accurate? If not, how so? <clears throat> These are simple, legitimate questions that Alan Shaw will not answer. He refuses to answer. And what's e what makes it even worse, the, the questions that he avoided his, during his song and dance act that I played yesterday, which came from WKBN, uh, Channel 27, CBS affiliate, and I believe that's Youngstown, Ohio. It, it was nothing. It, it was just absolutely ridiculous. But what really blew my mind, <laughs> what really blew my mind uh, in this story from the Ohio Star, and, and I just want to read it, and it just absolutely blows my mind. Now, Tuesday morning, a spokesperson for EPA's Region 5 told the Ohio Star, and this is a quote from the spokesperson, EPA did not order the controlled burn. The local fire chief was the incident commander who made the decision in consultation with Norfolk Southern, local law enforcement, and response officials from Ohio, end quote. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a bald-faced lie and pure, unadulterated bull. A huge, stinking crock of bull. And it is pathetic. It's pathetic that the EPA that is supposed to be responsible for this, that has legal authority in this area, and now they're trying to pass it off on a, the fire chief of a town of 5,000. That is lame. That's pathetic. That's Bush League. You're trying to do this? 
uh, <clears throat> to the local fire chief? I'm on EPA. I mean, now, yet today, because President Trump's coming. Michael Regan, the EPA uh, administrator, is there, you know, trying to make all nicey-nice and with the residents of the town, which is damn pathetic, because considering what you have put these people through, and now here's DeWine, equally slimy, equally a real bastard in this whole situation. Now he comes back and like, oh, I'm doing all this. Here, I'm the governor of Ohio. Here, it, it, it doesn't matter. The first time you went there to East Palestine, Governor DeWine, you couldn't wait to make a beeline out of there. And now you're going to people's homes and, oh, we're going to be here. We're going to be doing all this. You lying sack of crap. And yeah, you drank some tap water from the municipal, uh, from, the, from the sink of people's homes. It's like, yeah, oh, and now we've seen the videos. Nick Sortor, the video journalist, he went out to the, to the streams where there were fish. I use were because the fish they found are dead. Dead fish. And the water didn't look exactly all that great either. Holy cow. And yet, in spite of that, you've got so many people who are absolutely trying to cover their sorry asses in this whole thing. Uh, it, it, it ticks me off. It's so incredibly pathetic. The residents of the town, and I think it was summed up by uh, one, one woman who said they care more about money than humanity. Amen, amen, and amen. That's ridiculous what they're doing. And now they're absolutely, I mean, this is just, the funny part is it's not that they went there finally. It's the why. Trump is coming. The boss is coming. I don't know what he's going to be doing or who he's going to be talking to, but I'm really hoping that one of the people he's going to be talking to is the mayor of East Palestine because he's got it right. Instead of spending President's Day in East Palestine, what did Joe Biden do? <clears throat> a nice surprise visit to the eastern Eastern Ukraine, or at least Kiev, whatever. Yeah, the man does not give a damn. Okay, he just doesn't. He left these people out there. Now, of course, today there were reports that oh, he's going to come and visit. Too little, far too late, Joey boy. You screwed the booch. You've screwed it so bad you've got dog breeders all over the country in tears. You screwed it, Biden. And if you and for those of you who have a problem with what I just said, well, hey, just send me an email in black and right at gmail.com. Tell me, just get it off your chest. Then I'll probably delete it if you're gonna get all, you know, kind of well pissy about it. But still, the man does not care about American citizens. 
And if you thought the border was bad, that's a disaster all its own. But now, <clears throat> when you're dealing with a real disaster, an ecological disaster, you know, where's all the freaking climate change people? Hmm? Where are you? Huh? Seriously, I'm sick of y'all. I mean, where's Greta Thunberg? Hmm? Come on, Greta, bring your pigtails and your bad attitude. Bring it to East Palestine. Or Palestine, sorry. Bring it. I'm sick of all these climate change yahoos. And sadly, there are Christians who are buying into this nonsense. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be nice to you. You're knuckleheads. You were knuckleheads about Trump in 2016. You're knuckleheads about Trump in 2020. BLM is not your friend. Antifa is a terrorist organization, along with BLM. And they took over part of the city of Seattle. And people are, I'm like, are you really that freaking stupid? Sorry, I'm mad today. I am sick and tired of the same group of people and they gave me all kinds of grief in 2020 and 2016 and yet if and the fact that Donald Trump is going to be there tomorrow and Joe Biden is not I mean heck even pre-GP that ignoramus oh he'll go when the time is right quote-unquote the time has passed, Pre. It, it, you passed. I mean, even the mayor of East Palestine doesn't want you there. Stay home, Pete. Stay home with your husband and your kids. Mm -mm. The, even the mayor doesn't want you. And you're supposed to be the Secretary of Transportation. You're a goofball and a screw-up. And once again... Hey, if Congress actually has the steel in their spine and the stones, hey, throw Preachy Pete up for impeachment. He's not been doing his job because we still have supply chain issues. We still have, we've had problems with the trucking industry, the airline mess that happened during the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas of last year. I mean, you... Pete, I, I mean, you, you just disgust me, Pete. And now you're turning your ever-loving back on the people of East Palestine. I mean, come on, you're supposed to be a Midwestern guy. I mean, you were from Indiana, which is a neighboring state. But nope, 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 nope. You're too important. You're too busy. And you are an absolute screw-up, Preachy Pete. You are a screw-up. Not because you're gay. No. It's because you're a screw-up and a moron. What you're doing to the people of East Palestine is disgusting. And you disgust me for doing it. I mean, if you're going to end up burning in hell, it's probably not because of your sexual orientation. It's the fact that you have aligned yourself with an evil, uncaring, greedy as hell uh administration I mean this this is just ridiculous I mean you have Biden over there with Zelensky now you've got some of the now uh, there's been a report today that you had 
House members, House GOP going to Kiev, all the Michael McCall and all the fanboys and the Republican fanboys in the House, and I'm sure you're going to have the Republican fanboys from the Senate going over there too, saying, hey, we got you. We're going to give you all this money. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Joe Biden and the rest of you dingbats in the House and the Senate who call yourselves Republicans, are you not in the middle of a mess with the debt ceiling? Anybody? I mean, can anybody just tell me why you're making these trips, these junkets over to, uh, to Ukraine and you're supposed to be dealing with the debt ceiling? Okay. Yeah. That, my friends, is just too weird. Just too weird to me. I mean, that's bad enough. Now, today, in Moscow, Vladimir Putin uh, spoke to, uh, I guess it's, they. I would look at it and say it's their version of the State of the Union or the State of the Nation. And this was just spin, spin, propaganda, more spin, except it was in Russian. I mean, it's kind of like Putin was pulling a Biden, uh, except in a different language. So I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Ugh. But still, I'm blown away. I'm blown away to see how incredibly tone-deaf politicians of both parties are to what's going on here in America. We're under invasion at the southern border. We're letting everything that moves come in here. We've already are at about 6 million and growing of illegals in this country taking our jobs because they're going to get lower wages and the real brain-dead geniuses or the economic geniuses of Washington are like, yay, yes, we just need more illegal immigration and, and, it, and inflation will come down. What kind of idiots, I mean, folks, these yahoos in the D.C. swamp think you are idiots. They think you are full-blown, full-grown idiots. Uh, excuse you, uh, you, and of course they'll never tell you, they'll never tell you that the people who are going to be the most adversely affected and have been because of illegal immigration are low-wage uh, low Americans, blacks, Hispanics. Those are the folks who are suffering the most. And nobody will ever tell you that, at least not in the mainstream corporate media. Now, conservative media might do it, but I definitely will. Because if you think it's bad now in cities like the south side of Chicago, Harlem, New York, uh, L.A., inner cities all over the country, Philadelphia, Detroit. Let's see what happens when a lot of these illegals are getting jobs that should be going to American citizens because they'll take less money. I mean, we're already giving them uh, benefits of the wazoo. I mean, these people... Biden and his cronies do not give a rip. And Mayuckas is the leader of the pack. 
hey, you know, you can get housing, you know, free housing and health care and all of this other stuff and does not give one iota of a damn what happens to states and to local communities. The drain on education, uh, infrastructure, public safety. I mean, those. that's just the short list of what it does. <clears throat> but I'll tell you, I am just absolutely disgusted. I'm really disgusted by a lot of this crap. But still, hey, forget it. You know, you know, believe Biden, believe the media. You know, and somehow some idiots in the media are trying to compare Joe Biden and his surprise visit to the Ukraine with Churchill, Reagan, President Kennedy. WTF, folks? What the hell? Joe Biden is nowhere close to any of these guys. Nowhere close. Ugh. But still, this is what happens when the evil corporate media, are, who are full-blown liars, and I'm going to keep saying it again and again and again, this is what happens when you listen to them, when they start believing their own nonsense. And they're trying to push it onto other people who probably don't have the brain power that God gave a tree stump. This is the classic low information voter. But, hey, can't really worry about that. But yes, this administration is just straight up evil. What they're doing to the country? Hey, ignore the southern border. But hey, we got to help all these guys in Ukraine. This is why America First policies work. They worked with Trump. But hey, we can't up but we can't really upset. Well, actually, I'm just going to put out a full-blown trigger warning, okay? To the anti-Trump anti-Trump Christians, to the woke Christians and the other goofballs and knuckleheads who thought that your quote-unquote morality was superior and we needed to get rid of Trump? How do you like your boy now? Hmm? How do you like it? How do you like inflation? How do you like the rising cost of food and housing and everything else? Energy. Hmm? How do you like it? How do you like it that there are empty shelves in grocery stores? And I see them here, even down in Florida. Uh, when I go past the baby formula section, I mean, there are still nice, big, empty spots. Now, there's some stuff there, but, you know, not, not that much. So, yeah. How do you like it, hmm? How do you like that your neighborhoods are getting infested with criminal illegals? Hmm? How do you like it? Because I've never been particularly fans of progressive or woke Christians. Y'all are just a mess. And you're leading people straight to hell. But that's not. this is not the time for a theological discussion. But, but yeah. How do you like it now? How do you like that your morality has now made evangelicals and traditional Catholics targets 
by the FBI just because of their faith. Hmm? How do you like that? How do you think that God's going to be, you know, gonna, he's not going to give you a wink and a nod saying, hey, way to put your brothers and sisters at risk and supporting people who are going to come after you. Mm-mm. Sorry. That, that ain't going to work. It doesn't work in reality, and I am very well grounded in reality. Now, some people, yeah, we might have disagreements, but there are some folks who sadly are stuck on stupid, and it's even, and it, and it doesn't exempt folks who go to some folks who go to church on Sunday. Oh my lord! <clears throat> but that's an entirely different story. But, but certainly, one of the other big stories. Is what's going on is the whole situation with James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. Now, I I didn't get all of, uh, I think it's about an hour long video that he did, but I want to at least play a portion of it for you and all the Bush League crap that's been going on with him and the people who are coming after him. I mean, I'm certainly not a conspiracy theory kind of guy. I'm not. But it's dang interesting that after uh, O'Keefe and Project Veritas exposed the daylights out of Pfizer, that they are coming after him and they're coming after him hard. So I, I don't know what the deal is, but I, I just really want to play just a portion of James O'Keefe's uh, video that he put online and it is viral folks it is big time viral but uh, I just want some I want his side of the story to come out so here's a little bit of uh, James O'Keefe yesterday in his video before he was given the boot as CEO there were tactical disagreements about the boldness of approaches soliciting donations I was told and I'm paraphrasing by asking for X dollars right now, you will prevent 10X dollars down the road. That advice ran contrary to everything I knew to be true in my 13 years of fundraising. Um, but that conflict was even more fundamental and essentially boiled down to this. And my vision, I'm going to paraphrase Howard Rourke, the architect, quote, I don't have, I don't build in order to have donors. I have donors in order to build. That's what I believed, and I felt like we had a conflict of visions. We measure our success in terms of what we produce, not just in terms of our wallets. That was a pretty fundamental conflict, I felt. The day prior, I informed him in front of his colleagues that he, if he wasn't willing to follow my lead, he'd be shown the door. I tried to deal with it privately, but I was unsuccessful, and the disagreement boiled over publicly in a staff meeting. The next day, this individual refused to resign, so I fired him. Later that same day, that's Feb Thursday, February 2nd, a few days after the 50 million views Pfizer videos, I was informed by a different officer of Project Veritas that he would go to the board in a few hours from that moment and have an emergency vote to restructure this company, receiving an agenda in my email while I was sitting on an airplane tarmac with the doors closing. The, the meeting was scheduled for the moment that my plane landed in Nashville. It became clear to me in that moment I would be removed from my position at Project Veritas by the time I landed at my destination. So, our mission continues on. I'm not done. 
The mission will perhaps take on a new name. This is one of the saddest things I've, I've seen in a long time. Now, I have embraced conservatism for about 30 years. But when you look at what James O'Keefe has done, the organization that he founded have now completely lost their damn minds and they've given him the boot for some of the most petty reasons. Petty reasons. And, and, good, and other conservatives, supposedly, are jumping all over uh, O'Keefe. It's like, well, well, that's not good. It's, I mean, and the board? Oh, man. Steve Bannon this morning has made it quite clear that any member of the board of Project Veritas is no, and he's had them on in, in various capacities, but he made it quite clear that any board member of Project Veritas is no longer welcome on the war room. They are persona non grata. And now I understand that maybe uh, James O'Keefe wants to do something different, but the problem is the board of Project Veritas was stupid. They were petty. It's like, well, he's a power drunk tyrant. It's like, no, he's not. I heard James O'Keefe speak last year at CPAC when it was in Orlando. I loved it. The insights he's brought, what he's done for the conservative movement, for the big, gigantic, all-powerful people and organizations. He's blown the lid on God knows how many people, government officials, government agencies, the fraud, the corruption, the abuse. I mean, the man's got a track record. He would, when it comes to conservative uh, organizations doing exposés on corrupt people, he would be the GOAT. And he's having to raise money, over $20 million a year for from donors and various and sundry other people to keep his organization going. And some disgruntled people got all upset, told the board, and I mean, and that's only a piece, a small piece of what actually happened uh, with this really Bush League way that the board of directors kicked out uh, James O'Keefe. There were a lot of lies told. There were leaked emails, text messages. I mean, even today, a leaked text message, well, uh, not text message, but an email from a member of the Project Veritas board were somehow saying, hey, James is gone, we're still here, we can move on beyond O'Keefe, and we're just gonna be awesome, and we don't have a cult of personality anymore. I mean, I, I, I'd love to, I'm trying to find the actual email, but that's essentially what it said. So I'm extrapolating a little bit, but, Cult of personnel. What the? This was a WTF, folks. The likes of which I have never seen. And frankly, what the hell is wrong with the conservative movement? We've got 
Steven Crowder duking it out with Ben Shapiro and the Daily Caller. We've got we're getting into a circular firing squad. We've got things that are going on that don't need to happen. They don't need to happen. My gosh, it's already bad enough. We've got global elites, the Biden, the Biden ding dongs, and their administration weaponized social media, weaponized FBI, weaponized Department of Injustice. And yet, we're turning on our own. How stupid are we? At a time when we need, as a conservative movement, to become allies, to link arms, to watch each other's back, and now we gotta deal with this nonsense? Oh my lord. There are times when I really wish I had a good bottle of scotch because frankly this makes my head hurt and Advil and Tylenol just ain't doing the job. Are, are we really into slitting our own throats when we're coming up to 2024, another presidential election, and to get Trump back in the White House? Now, people like Nikki Haley, I mean, my goodness, that woman is a mess on so many levels. What is wrong with the state of South Carolina? You've got Nikki Haley, former governor. You've got Lindsey Graham, neocon, of, the neocon of neocons. You know, Zelensky fanboy, totally okay with going into a war that could devastate a good chunk of the planet if the Russians go nuclear. So, yeah, I, I don't get it. This is just as bad. Now, Nikki Haley, as far as running for president, I mean, the girl's done before she's even really started. So, and she can't really, she cannot win a primary. And even the South Carolina primary, which is one of the, I think the second primary, one of the early primaries, she can't even win in her own home state. And the fact that she's going after Trump because of his age, honey, you're younger than he is, which makes you not just because you're younger than he is does not make you smarter than he is. Trump doesn't look like he's slowing down. He just gave a speech just last night in Palm Beach. And he looked good. He sounded healthy. He is the Energizer Bunny. He will take you and put you through a, a wood chipper, Nikki Haley. So don't get all upset about his age and you know somehow you're gonna be great we're you're gonna be the new generation of leadership uh-uh not because of you dear sorry not because of you but anyway just all of this in just the last what I mean it's Tuesday today the last 48 hours my lord this is crazy and it's going to get, I have a feeling, even crazier, which means tomorrow's episode, when President Trump visits uh, East Palestine, Ohio, wow, that's definitely going to be a uh, pretty blockbuster. And also, the fact that Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro, former Attorney General, 
the fact that he has now announced earlier today that he is authorizing the acting attorney general of Pennsylvania to uh, impanel a, crim a, a grand jury for a criminal indictment. I'm like, this Shapiro, hey, Mike DeWine, wake up, buddy. Dave Yost, attorney general of Ohio, wake up, because Josh Shapiro over in Pennsylvania is making you look slow and silly. Very slow and very silly. So, hey, come on. I mean, the fact that <laughs> you even had Steve Bannon today on his morning edition of War Room call out the Attorney General, uh, Attorney General Yost. It's like, hey, file the, file the indictment. You know, make a criminal referral. And Josh Shapiro apparently must have been listening, or somebody on his staff was, because he just did this today, just hours ago. So, folks, East Palestine, the East Palestine situation is just starting to warm up. It's just starting. And tomorrow, with President Trump arriving, oh my goodness, this is going to be intense. At least that's my initial uh, my initial feeling. Uh, but with that in mind, my friends, another supersized edition of the program uh, is done for the day. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can always get a hold of us via our email in blackandright at gmail.com or our website in blackandright.net. Um, also, you can find us on social media. Uh, on Twitter, uh, on Truth Social, uh, Instagram, Parlor, Facebook, uh, and True Patriot Network. It's great to talk to you guys. And also, you can get this and other episodes of In Black and Right through our archive. Just simply pick your favorite podcasting platform, search for In Black and Right. Subscribe, get notifications when new episodes are on the air. And also, we're going to be doing more video on our Rumble page. So yes, in black and white Rumble, that's going to be fun too. But for now, folks, with a whole lot of love, I say God bless you. Thank you. Have a great rest of your evening. And I will see you tomorrow. And always remember, patriots come in all colors. <laughs>